G'day everyone, I'm your mate Nate. Strap yourself in for your weekly dose of money, politics and truth. Together, we look at high-impact stories that you may have heard of, but have never truly been told. From historic Kerry Packer tales to longer deep dives into the true origins of the welcome to country phenomenon. I'm your mate Nate, and get ready to rethink the way you look at the world around you. In today's episode, we look at some of the craziest dodgy business stories from Australia and abroad. From a $100 million tax avoidance scheme conceived in a strip club, to a young banker making millions from his office toilet block, this bundle of short stories will blow your mind. Five blokes in a strip club made $100 million. Here's how they did it. One lunchtime in early 2014, five men with very unique skill sets met at a famous strip club in Sydney. Their plan? To pull off the largest tax fraud in Australian history worth more than 100 million bucks. The leader of the group, Adam Cranston, had a father working on the inside at the Australian Taxation Office and knew with the right team they could pull off the scam. With new phones handed out by Cranston to prevent authorities from listening in, they discussed how to set up a payroll company designed to make them filthy rich quick. They named their company after the Greek god of wealth, Plutus. The scheme was simple, yet brilliant. A layer of companies that sat beneath Plutus would process the gross wages of legitimate clients. However, Instead of paying the millions of dollars of tax that was owed, the Plutus team pocketed most of it. The companies that paid the wages were run by dummy directors, often vulnerable individuals recruited to pose in the role of director in exchange for cash. Within one year, Plutus was processing over $50 million in pay, and the Plutus team had pocketed over $20 bucks of it. Adam Cranston had purchased a Bayside property, a few supercars, and even a private plane. By 2016, the ATO was circling, but every time they got close to cracking them, Plutus would push their dummy companies into insolvency and the trail would go cold. It took the feds almost 10 years to finally catch up to them. Can you guess what their ultimate undoing was? This 24-year-old made seven and a half million bucks, all while doing his morning shit. This is the crazy tale of Lucas Camay, and one of the biggest and most unique insider trading schemes in the world. Between 2013 and 2014, Lucas Camay and Christopher Hill were leveraging sensitive government information to trade against the Aussie dollar. Here's how they did it. One Arvo, Chris and Lucas were at a pub with mates when Chris started to talk about his new role with the Australian Bureau of Statistics. He mentioned that he was now in control of a team responsible for generating labour force statistics, one of the strongest economic indicators for any country. Lucas's ears pricked up when he overheard this and knew he could make serious cash if he could get Chris on board with his plan. The two would strictly use burner phones to communicate. Chris would hunt for key figures that Luke had requested. He would log onto his bureau computer at work, write the figures down on a piece of paper, 
and call Lucas. Lucas worked at the National Australia Bank, so would almost always receive the call in the cubicles at the bank and execute the necessary trade. The trading was simple. If the labour force stats were stronger than expected, he would buy the Aussie dollar, and when the data was officially released, the Aussie dollar would jump in value. They executed their first trade on September 12, 2013, and made $14,000 from a 30-second phone call. One year later, and $7 million more, can you guess how the cards came tumbling down? This beer used to fly you on your next holiday with supermodels for just a hundred bucks. This was ex-billionaire VJ Malia's promise. VJ inherited his father's United Brewing Company in the mid-80s, known for its popular beer, Kingfisher. He grew Kingfisher into an absolute behemoth. In his first 15 years in charge, he expanded into multinational markets and increased annual turnover by 64% to $11 billion. But Big VJ was a lavish bloke. He loved splashing cash on the finer things, like his F1 team, cricket team, and private island. And when the Indian government pulled alcohol advertisements in the 90s, he needed to go even larger to draw attention to his brand. In 2005, he launched Kingfisher Airlines, a budget-flying alternative with higher quality services and supermodels roaming the cabins. He aimed to use the airline as one of the largest scale surrogate advertising campaigns the world has ever seen. Initially, the gamble was paying off. People actually enjoyed the airline and Kingfisher sales were booming. But Big VJ's eyes were too big for his pockets and he started splurging on bigger planes and higher tier flight services. Within five years, Kingfisher Airlines' debt had gone from $10 million to over $1 billion. He had defaulted on employee wages for over a year, and in 2012, the company was disbanded. As the old adage goes, if it seems too good to be true, it always is. Big VJ has been bouncing between the courts ever since. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're a new listener, we've got episodes coming out every Tuesday and Thursday morning. Can't wait to catch you in the next one, guys.